0: Earning is a financial technology company, not a bank, and subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 495 with Gail Keyes-Allen. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 495. (laughs) All right, let's dive into today's episode. This episode is brought to you by Homeschool Magnet. If you are a parent who homeschools or a parent who's considering homeschooling, you definitely wanna go check out Homeschool Magnet's amazing program and all the ways that they can support you and your child's learning. Go to homeschoolmagnet.com and join the growing wait list. Gail Keys-Allen is an accountant, a life and money mindset coach and a serial entrepreneur. She is the host of the Midlife Moneymaker podcast, a podcast for multi-passionate women in their forties, fifties, and sixties and beyond who want to transform their relationship with money and their life. Her coaching is centered around helping women discover their limiting beliefs and take them on a journey to transform their money mindset from scarcity to abundance. Gail has been all over the place in terms of wealth and poverty and abundance and scarcity and struggle and success. And she has an amazing attitude of resilience and the confidence that she has around resilience. It makes it so clear how core it is to her and how innate resilience is to her, which is fascinating. You're going to love hearing her story. She has a powerful story around all the things that she's been through, and how she believes now at the age of 64, she's just getting started. And she thinks that anyone who thinks less than themselves at that age has it all wrong. So, This is such a fun conversation. You are going to learn a lot and you are going to really understand and see at such a deep level how it is never too late to get started. It's never too late to go after your dreams, to build something incredible, to have massive impact and to create something that is abundant and happy and full of pleasure and joy and allows you to tap into your greatest gifts. So listen in to hear Gail share how she's co-grandparenting with her ex-husband, even having dinner together every night. She's gonna share her hero's journey from poverty to abundance She's gonna talk about her experience into motherhood, her entrance into motherhood, having her daughter at just 26 weeks and a two pound preemie who ended up in the hospital for three months. Then she shares how she helps women see their financial potential and overcome money mindset blocks and how you can use thought work to grow your abundance mindset. We talk about the intersection of money, race, and age and how to check in on your relationship with money. This is amazing. She asks us all to consider do you have a booty call relationship with money or a committed relationship with money? I love this part of the conversation. Then we talk about how society trips up our financial perspective and our money mindset, and she shares how motherhood has made her such a resilient businesswoman. I love this conversation. I know you're going to love Gail, you're going to love her messages, you're going to learn a ton. And you're going to be inspired to go build something, no matter how old you are, no matter what your circumstances or situations are right now, you're going to want to go build something because Gail is going to help you see what is innately possible in every single one of us. So with all that said, let's welcome Gail to the Shameless Mom Academy. Gail, welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm so happy to have you here today.
1: Thank you so much. I'm so excited.
0: I know this is going to be a lot of fun, so I have to tell people how we connected which we just had a little walk down memory lane from trying to put the pieces together. So we met, we are in a Facebook group together um, in a membership community, but which meets mostly via this Facebook group. And you put up a post recently talking about your work and your little grandbaby. And immediately I was like, oh my goodness, would you like to come on my podcast? I think you'd be a phenomenal guest. And here we are. So I'm so excited.
1: It's amazing. Thank you so much.
0: Yeah, we're going to have fun. So I want to know about the dynamics of your personal and professional life beyond your bio and what you're most excited about right now in this very wild time we're living
1: in. Well, beyond my bio. Well, the big piece of it is that I really want to share with people is that I am doing all the things. I am working, still working a full-time job from home. I have started a coaching business and I babysit my grandson. So, and it's exciting. I mean, my daughter and my grandson live with me. And I think the most exciting, well, there's two exciting things. It's amazing that I get to see him every day and interact mm-hmm. with him. But also, it's amazing that I'm building this coaching business. During the pandemic, I went through the life coach school and got certified. In fact, my graduation is on this Monday. So
0: Congratulations.
1: Yes. I'm super excited about both of those things. And I told my daughter the other day that maybe my grandson could become a life coach.
0: Yes. I love it. I love (laughs) it. And how old is your grandson?
1: He's 10 months old. Oh my goodness.
0: So fun. And okay. So you're working from home full-time and taking care of your grandson. Well, is that full-time as well?
1: No. Well, what happens is my daughter works different hours. So she works oh, like later God. shifts. So she okay. has to be at work at 2.30. So when she leaves, I watch him. I say my ex-husband and I co-grandparents, which oh, is gosh, like amazing it. because we've been divorced for about 15 years. And okay. I didn't even hardly see him that much before our grandson was born, but he's crazy about him. And so what we're doing is When my daughter works, she works four days a week, Uh so from about 2 o'clock to about 4, 4.30, I have him on my own, and then Uh my ex comes here, and he loves taking care of him, so it's so wild. He takes care of him, we sit and eat dinner together, and then I come upstairs and work, and he plays with him, gives him a bath, and then he leaves. Oh my gosh.
0: What a great example of what is possible. Like a relationship can end one phase and you just never know when a new phase can begin. That's so amazing.
1: It really is. And thank God for time and healing because, you know, there was a point, you know, where I was just really hurt and upset about the divorce, but it's been a long time and we always co-parented very well. We just had the one daughter and we really- You know, I really wanted her to have a a great relationship with her dad. So I never did anything, you know, to hurt that or get in the middle Mm. of that. So we just dropped any ill feelings for her, you know, because of her. And we wanted her, you know, to have an amazing relationship. I love Um, it. And now she's not in a relationship with the baby's dad. And she told me the other day, she said, I want to have a relationship with, his name is Sean, with Sean like you and dad do. And yes, yeah, this is so amazing. Yesterday I was working and she went and got lunch for both of them. And she told me they sat in the kitchen and had lunch together. And she just, when he left, she was like, we sat and and ate dinner together like you and dad do. (laughs) So great. Look at the modeling you're doing. It never ends, right? Who would have (laughs) known? Who would have known? It's just, it's such a blessing.
0: That's so great. So fantastic. Okay. You have a hero's journey from poverty to abundance. And I know you work with women on Money Mindset. So I'm really curious to know your journey, because then we're going to talk about how you work with women. And I'm pretty sure your journey probably inspires your work, (laughs) right? So tell us your hero's journey.
1: Well, like the first thing that comes to my mind is as the beginning is my parents divorced and my mom didn't make that much money. And at one point, we ended up homeless Mm -hmm. and living in a motel, four kids and my mom. And I think I was about in the ninth grade. And my aunt, she had eight kids. And after school, The four of us would go to my aunt's house with the eight kids, so there'd be 12 kids in the house. Wow. And it wasn't that big of a house. And I just remember sitting on the floor, like in a corner, doing my homework. And then after that, we did move into a place, but it was a one-bedroom. I grew up in New Jersey, and they call it a two-family house, like a duplex. One-bedroom. My sister and I slept together in a queen-size bed in the dining room. And my mom and my brother slept in the bedroom. My two brothers slept in a twin bed and my mom slept in the other twin bed. Yes. And I can't even believe it now. My life is so different. But the amazing thing is I went to college. I went to a good Mm -hmm. college and I majored in economics and got out and started working in accounting. Well, first I was managing People's businesses I met was like a store manager, then an office manager, then started getting more involved in accounting. And then when I got married, my ex-husband made a very good living. Him and his brothers owned a business, a government contracting business. So here I end up in like almost 5,000 square foot house driving a Jaguar and a Lexus.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Yeah. Crazy, right? Wow. And then divorced back to like living in a small little place. And then I bought a home by myself, a four bedroom home. And, you know, I got an amazing job. And in between, which this is really crazy. I, um, in one year, I had my thyroid removed. I had back surgery and I had brain surgery. I had a brain tumor. Wow. I know you had no idea how no. crazy my story is.
0: <laughs> I did not. I did not know all um, those
1: pieces. <laughs> and the part that's happened in the middle kind of is my daughter was born three months premature, two mm-hmm. pounds, one ounce, oh my was in the neonatal unit. They called three times and said, your baby's dying, come to the hospital. <gasps> and if you saw her today, you would never even believe it. And so here I am, you know, many years later, my daughter's healthy and fine. Here she has a son. Another kind of twist is my grandson's right arm isn't fully formed. He has something Mm -hmm. called radial club hand where the long bone in his arm, it didn't fully form. So his hand is at a 90 degree angle and he can't bend his fingers. He can open them, but he can't bend them. So when you saw me in the group, I had posted about him and how amazing he's doing. And he's going to have surgery in November to straighten his hand out. And they're going to probably try to do something to lengthen his arm later on. But imagine I've been through all of this stuff and I'm as happy as I can be.
0: picture filters and they're specifically designed to combat You probably don't know that Americans take in about 20,000 breaths per day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors. The indoor air that we breathe can be up to 100 times more polluted than outdoor air, according to the EPA. Indoor air pollutants can cause upper respiratory symptoms like sneezing, coughing, congestion, scratchy throat and even more serious health problems like lung and heart disease. So what's the solution? Introducing Air Doctor, the air purifier that filters out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants so your lungs don't have to. This includes allergens, pollen, pet dander, dust mites, mold spores, and even bacteria and viruses. I am so excited that we just got our own Air Doctor for our house, and we will have it all up and running and ready to go in time for... All the things that come with spring weather, but also smoke season, which is just around the corner for those of us in the Pacific Northwest, and I know many of you across the country. So here's how you can get your own Air Doctor. First of all, Air Doctor comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. such an amazing story. And I want to back up and touch on a couple of things that you mentioned. So when you were in this little one bedroom living situation with your, was it two brothers and a sister and your mom, Mm -hmm. did you have a sense that you didn't have much or did you have an abundance mindset around like we always have as much as we need and we're just fine?
1: I really felt, I would say maybe in between there, not totally abundant, but We had everything we needed. And a matter of fact, it's this might not make sense, but there were times when we didn't have heat. There were times we didn't have electricity. There were times when we had very little food. We would have breakfast for dinner, which I know people do for fun now, but we did it because there was no choice. It Mm -hmm. was like all we had was pancake mix or something. So that's what we ate. Or my mother would make like a big, pot of beans and make biscuits from scratch because flour is cheap you know but we were loved and I knew all my friends families had more money but I still I didn't feel like any I can't say I was gonna say I didn't feel poor but I wouldn't even know what poor felt like Mm. because that was my situation yeah you know what I mean but I always knew and I don't know how but I always knew I just said I'm destined for great things. I just from the time I was little I just knew I was different and that no matter what went on, I just knew I had to keep pushing. Like when we lived in that place, you know, you can imagine four kids in a tiny little place. I used to go in the bathroom and sit in the bathtub to do my homework because that was the only place It was the only place not to get away. Yeah, not in water, you know, just an empty bathtub. But it was the only place I could get away where it was quiet. Because my brothers were four years apart. So between me and the youngest, which my youngest brother, he died of brain cancer uh, two years ago. But um, they fought like cats and dogs. So it was like in the bathroom with the door closed. That's how I did my homework. Up until the 11th grade, we didn't move to a house Like, we moved into a three-bedroom house when I the summer before my senior year in high school.
0: Wow. So you said you always knew you were destined for greatness. Is that something that your mom instilled in you, or is that something that you just always had a sense of?
1: She never really said that much. She never talked to us about career or anything like that. The only thing my mother said is, especially related to race, like, my mother never talked to us about race. She always says, Mm -hmm. you are equal to anyone else and you can do whatever you want to do. And my mother was born in 1923. So the fact that Uh she thought that way was pretty amazing.
0: And Um, we should tell our listeners, since they can't see you, but you're a black woman. And so this was a significant message for your mom to be saying, and especially being born in 1923, I'm sure that that was something that she really wanted to impress upon you.
1: Oh, definitely. Because that wasn't, you know, she, of course as a black woman, I've experienced discrimination and all kind of craziness, but she experienced it on a much greater level. Mm. And I just respected her so much. My mother, neither one of my parents graduated from high school. My mother quit school in the 12th grade. She came from a family of eight kids and she wanted to help with the family and finances. And mm. she read voraciously. She could add in her head, we would go in the grocery store and my mother would just, it was like she could see the numbers in the air. Like she just carry over numbers, move her finger. She was so smart, but she Mm -hmm. just didn't have, you know, the same opportunity. So I just, I don't know. I just wanted more. And I saw how determined my mother was to take care of us. And I just knew I could. I don't know. I just knew I could do it. It just was intuitive. That's the only thing I could say.
0: That's so interesting. And I love that that was just like this innate piece of who you were. And did your siblings have that in them as well? Did they have that same sense of being destined for great things? Or were Um, you unique in that way?
1: Like my brothers did. My sister was a little more insecure, but it came out later. Mm -hmm. Like she had kids like college she was like in her early 20s and kind of struggled but then all of a sudden she went to college she started her masters really later in life and so it was in all of us to mm-hmm. the resilience i would call it i would say that we yeah. are extremely resilient
0: yeah this episode is supported by homeschool magnet So parents who homeschool or want to homeschool, are you overwhelmed with all the work and responsibilities on your shoulder right now? Or if you have your kids in school right now, have you been considering them pulling them out or considering rejiggering things because you need a little something different to click with your kids, but the idea of homeschooling just seems too daunting? If so, homeschool magnet is for parents just like you. Homeschool Magnet supports homeschooling families by providing students with instruction from world-class credentialed teachers in remote classrooms with their peers. Parents choose the best teacher for each student based on values and teaching approach to ensure every child is receiving exactly the education they desire. This puts you, as the parent, in full control of your child's education without the daily responsibility of lesson planning, pre-learning, teaching, tutoring, and grading. Each student will receive instruction in the four core subject areas of math, English, language arts, science, and social studies. Parents ultimately have the freedom to involve their students in as much or little learning as they prefer based on each student's learning goals. Other online schools exist, but Homeschool Magnet is unique. Even though Homeschool Magnet includes a robust online learning environment, each student works from real physical learning materials guided by video instruction from their teachers. This approach is similar to most remote college learning formats and will help prepare your students for secondary school. Every student has daily access to their teachers who know their learning needs and can help with instruction and tutoring. Homeschool Magnet even gives your students the opportunity to join group video tutoring calls and homeroom style group calls for fun and socialization with friends. With Homeschool Magnet, you get the freedom and control of homeschooling without the burden. And Homeschool Magnet is only a fraction of the cost of private schools, and the 30 day money back guarantee upon enrollment means this choice is risk-free. Plus enrollment and tuition are on a per semester basis. So you're only committing for a short period of time, giving you even more flexibility and control to shape your child's education. So go check out Homeschool Magnet and you can get on their wait list. If you go to homeschoolmagnet.com, there's a little place to get on the wait list you just fill out a really brief little form and then you can get more information after that. So go check it out and see. I know so many parents right now are struggling with homeschooling and virtual learning and are looking for options where parents don't have to be as involved as the educator. And this could be a really great option. So go check out homeschoolmagnet.com, get on the waitlist and see if they have something that might support your students' learning needs. I want to talk a little bit about your entrance into motherhood. So you had your daughter and she was two pound preemie. Oh my goodness! Mm-hmm. And you get three different calls that she may not survive. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about, and for all of our moms listening, what was that entrance into motherhood like for you? And that sounds so overwhelming and scary and stressful.
1: Well, when I was pregnant, everything you know seemed to be normal up until my fifth month, I think it was, and um, I went to the doctor. Oh, I went to work and I came home and I didn't even know what a darn mucus plug was. I didn't know nothing. <laughs> I went to the bathroom and I saw something. I didn't know what a mucus looked-
0: plug was either until I was in labor. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, mine came out when I started the fifth month. And when I saw oh that, gosh. I knew something wasn't right and called yeah. my doctor and she just said, get in the bed. I want you to come in first thing in the morning and see me. And I get there yeah. and she examines me and she's like, you're going in the hospital, you're having oh. surgery. And I'm like, okay. what? She said, call your husband, tell him to meet you at the hospital. And I had a procedure called a circlage. I was oh, diagnosed with an incompetent cervix. Okay. So I was put on bed rest. I was in the hospital for probably four wow. or five weeks. And then they said, The only way you can go home is if you're somewhere where somebody's taking care of you 24 seven. So I ended up moving in with my in-laws. And a few weeks later, I was leaking fluid. I didn't really know what it was. But anyway, went to the hospital. And they were like, you're going into labor now. You're in labor. In fact, when they examined me, my daughter's foot was coming out.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah, it was crazy. I can remember it like it was yesterday. They were just like, emergency C-section. And everything went crazy. So, you know, she was in the hospital for three months. I was 26 weeks pregnant when I had her. And they, they just kept, she was the sickest baby in the nursery. They had her in the back on this warming table. When she was first born, they had like, it looked like almost saran wrap over her under a heat lamp. And she had five chest tubes to keep her lungs inflated because her lungs collapsed. I mean, she really went through a lot. But she survived. And I say it was God. It was prayer. We had people we know all over the country praying for her. And she came home. She was sick for about 10 years. So motherhood was very challenging. It was a lot of doctor's appointments. She had severe asthma. So she was in the ER a lot and admitted quite a bit. And so we took her everywhere we went. She had to use a nebulizer to have breathing treatments for probably nine, 10 years. Mm. So even when we flew, we had to take a portable nebulizer machine. But then around 10 years old, it was just like she totally just did a flip flop. And they had told us initially she was gonna probably have to have surgery on her lungs. She has never had anything wrong with her lungs, nothing. Wow. Nothing. So wow. we say, I used to tell people all the time, if you don't believe in miracles, you come talk to me.
0: Right. <laughs> uh, yes, totally. You've given us a few examples.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Wow. Oh my goodness. So your journey into motherhood lasted 10 years, it sounds like, before it stabilized.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. It
0: was, I mean, it I was don't know that it ever crazy. stabilizes for anyone, but having yeah. you know, serious health concerns, that's just really, really overwhelming. And especially for that long.
1: Yeah, it was a long time. Yeah.
0: So you've given us so many examples of how you've been resilient. And it's interesting, I think, that when we're forced to be resilient in different ways, like you said, some of us just have this in us that we see that we are destined for great things and we're going to go after it. And we aren't really, we don't let ourselves get you know stomped down by outside forces and the world and I don't know, the patriarchy and what have you. So I can see how this is such a thread in your life of things happening and you just continuing to go and put one foot in front of the other, but not just put one foot in front of the other, but like go and do big, great things in spite yeah. of being in the middle of big, great challenges. So can you talk about how you support women in their mindset around abundance and maybe even specifically around money and talk about what that looks like? And then also, I know you have a specific moment where you decided to help women change their beliefs around money and what they think they're capable of making so can you kind of touch on all of this as it relates to money and abundance and mindset and all those
1: things well i work with women on their beliefs because you know when they come to me they think it's all about like typically they come to me and say i'm not making any money in my business or i'm not making i can't advance on my job because this is the salary and they're not going to pay me anymore Or they'll say, I don't know how to budget. Like they make it so much about the circumstance. And I help them to see that it has nothing to do with the circumstance and everything to do with their thought about it. Yes. And so when they come to me, they're super surprised that I'm not like running numbers, and being very technical about it. But we go back and talk about all of their beliefs. So when they start talking to me, I write down their thoughts and I challenge them on their thoughts. And then we start reversing those thoughts. And once you change your thoughts, it affects your feelings and then your actions. Mm -hmm. And so we do work on actions, but the actions come after we uncover the limiting beliefs. And it really surprises people that that's the approach.
0: Yes, this is so important. And so can you talk a little bit about, because I think we often try to do it in the other order. Like we try to take action and we don't either, and I'm trying to think of like, either we don't cultivate the mindset or we don't heal the mindset. Sometimes it's a matter of healing it. I think sometimes it's a matter of cultivating it, but we try to take action and override some of the mindset stuff that's holding us back. And that only can take us so far. And so the mindset work is so critically foundational. Can you talk a little bit more about that? It really
1: is. I used to take that approach. You know, I can go, go, go. I could stay up all night and take action. Mm -hmm. But I still had a limiting beliefs about money. And it wasn't until actually I got certified by the life coach school. I don't know if you're familiar with Brooke Castillo. Yeah, yeah, I am and she was the first person that said two different things that really opened my eyes that debt is neutral and that i could be a millionaire that you know mm-hmm. that women can be millionaires you know mm-hmm. i used to think that athletes and doctors and lawyers and whatever but i didn't or rappers could be millionaires but i didn't think i could be a millionaire oh the other thing she said is that she was never going to retire and i've been saying that oh. to people For years. And the older I'm getting, people keep asking, me, when are you retiring? And I'm like, I'm not. And so it just really helped me to open my mind and not to have that scarcity mindset. So if you're taking action from scarcity, you still have scarcity. You know, you're taking the action, but you're not really believing that it's going to work. And I've right. seen people do that all the time. And it won't like, work or right. it'll work like really short term. It's like a
0: little band yes. aid. Like you can yes. like get through like one thing, but then like you'll somehow get sucked back into the totally. negative mindset,
1: self-limiting beliefs. Totally. So the focus is your thoughts and your thoughts can excite you. Like I say that thoughts are like planting seeds mm-hmm. and I use this kind of like an analogy. I view the brain as a garden And the thoughts are planting the seeds and your feelings are like shining the sunshine and the actions you take are like watering the seed. And the result you receive is the plant that's growing. And that's how I view it. You know, you've you've got to plant healthy, you know, seeds in order to have a plant that's vibrant. You cannot have seeds that are dried up old and then plant them in the ground and expect them to grow this beautiful plant. It's not going to happen.
0: Right. Absolutely. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is Nutrafol is the number 1 dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker stronger faster growing hair with less shedding oh my gosh i am a heavy shedder so if you are a heavy shedder or if you are someone who's wanting to thicken your hair i definitely want you to try out Nutrafol. i have loved using it myself and i know multiple other people who've used it and have found great results while many supplements rely solely on ingredient studies Nutrafol clinically tests final formulations to ensure their efficacy in a clinical study 86 percent of women reported improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol women's hair growth supplement for six months. Find out why 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Go to Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code shameless. Nutrafol.com code shameless. What are your beliefs around money and success as it relates to women? And let's talk about this like in our current landscape. I mean, we have a lot of leaders that don't Think that don't prioritize women and money. And then we also have what I think is really interesting, and you tell me if you agree with this or not, or how your perspective on it. You know, we have a lot of men in power who aren't open to or interested in prioritizing women and women's wealth and women in leadership. And then we have a bunch of women, and I think you and I choose to be in these circles where we have women who are like, oh, I see that these men don't believe in me. So watch me like i will find the way to yes. be prosperous and abundant and in leadership and successful and like find my seat as a ceo in politics at the boardroom table all those things and so what are your beliefs around money and success as they relate to women and what does that look like for you and the people that you work with
1: well you had asked me about the moment i decided to do yeah. this work and as i mentioned earlier i still work full-time i work as an accountant for a law firm I've been there 15 years and I've doubled my salary since I've been there. And last year I've gotten a raise and a bonus every year. Last year, one of the partners came to me and I do payroll also. And they came to me and asked me to quickly do like, they wanted everybody to be paid their bonus the next day. So they're like, here's a spreadsheet. Can you do this? Make sure everybody gets paid their bonus and enter the salary increases. And I take it and I'm like, sure, no problem. Close my office door, sit down, look at it. Well, it said that I was getting zero raise and a quarter of my normal bonus. And I just continued to enter it. Nobody told me, nobody said anything. Mm -hmm. And so at first I was upset and then I was like, you know what, I'm just going to be professional and do what I need to do. So the next day, the head partner came to me and asked me to come to his office that he wanted to talk to me. And I went there and he asked me to close the door and he apologized to me for not telling me that I wasn't getting a raise. And he told me that the management committee had decided that I'm highly compensated enough and they're not willing to pay me anymore. And in that moment, spirit, the universe, God, whatever you want to call it, said to me, they do not get to dictate how much money you make it was like this voice in my head. And I told him, I said, okay, that's fine. But I know you don't expect me to continue to work here long-term and never get another raise. Now imagine saying that, like (laughs) even five years ago, I wouldn't have said that to him. But now I'm just like, I'm all about speaking my mind as Mm -hmm. long as it's in a respectful way. So once I went back to my office, I just started thinking about all the women out there that believe that they can't make any more money because they're no longer getting a raise, that they can't make any more money because they maybe don't have a degree or they've been sick like I've been sick or whatever they're telling themselves. And I have made it my mission to help women make as much money as they want. I'm on that mission. And I said, I'm looking for my girl gang to be on that mission with me.
0: I love it. And I think being in those moments, that's so incredibly frustrating and it's, it's gross, it's inappropriate, like it's those work situations I think can just be really degrading and frustrating and exhausting, yes. especially if they happen repeatedly over the course of a career. But yes. I think that also sometimes those moments can be such a huge gift because they are the catalyst for like, oh, oh this is how it's gonna go? No. <laughs> Actually this yes. is not how it's gonna go. Yes.
1: <laughs> they don't know who they're playing with, I'm telling right? you. But you know, I have a great attitude. I like to tell my age because people first of all, always shocked. But also people think that they can't do things after a certain age. I'm 64. I was going to ask you, I
0: said, now you have to tell us. Okay. Yeah, you 64. see my
1: picture, right? Well, you saw me. I'm 64. Yeah. I'm young in spirit. I just met with a woman before our call who said she wants to work with me, but she's 52 and she wants to start a business and she thinks she's too old. No. Oh my and gosh, I've it's said the to best her, time. Yes. And I said to her, is that really true? And she said, yeah. And I said, well, how old do you think I am? And she said, 55. Mm, and I said, I'm 64. Do yeah. you still believe? You called on me to help you. Do you believe I can help you? She said, yeah, definitely. Okay, well, then you can have your business. And that That's is my such a- work.
0: Yeah, that's such a great example of a self-limiting belief that like I'm too old to do something, or that there's some sort of like cutoff. Yes,
1: yes, Yes. and that's what I say. I uncover people's thoughts, Mm -hmm. the limiting beliefs that they totally believe it. They're all dialed in because society has told them, you know, especially women. You know, men. They can work till they're 80 and, you know, they'll be the CFO, the CEO, the chairman, whatever. But if a woman is 80 and wants those positions, you know, they're like, oh, she's got wrinkles. She's got gray hair. Mm -hmm. She's too old. You know, they make it about her looks. They make it about her being a woman. And I say to hell with that. If you want to be in corporate America, fine. You have to find a way to work with it because there are places that will hire older people, will promote older people, but you have to be particular about where you go, how long you stay there. Mm -hmm. But I'm all for having your own business. Yeah. And I've had several other businesses along with being in corporate over the years. So I'm just one of those people that I don't take no for an answer and I just keep going for what I want
0: yeah my gosh i love it this episode is supported by pipette pipette is a clean baby and mom care brand with a mission to give every family the best start so if you have a baby or a young child with some skin care issues like sandpapery skin itchy skin irritated skin Or maybe you have that yourself, or maybe you're having with nursing. I was like blown away when I was nursing Vinny by like all the skin conditions one can have on your breasts when nursing, right? All the little things, salves I needed to buy to keep my breasts in good shape for nursing. So if you need any of those kinds of goodies, go over and check out what Pipette has to offer. They set the standard of clean and best performing products. While the FDA bans only 12 potentially harmful ingredients in skincare products, Pipette bans more than 2,000, ensuring that its products are safe and effective, and they only use non-toxic ingredients. So they also have a great hand sanitizer. So their $5 hand sanitizer, it's infused with soothing skincare ingredients and it has germ dominating 65% ethyl alcohol. I know when I use hand sanitizer repeatedly, oh my goodness, the chapping on the hands, it's a problem. So I love that they are using ingredients like squalene and glycerin to soothe your hands when you hand sanitize. So Pipette is offering our listeners a super special offer. So when you go to pipettebaby.com, you're gonna get 30% off when you use the code SHAMELESS. That's pipettebaby.com, use the code SHAMELESS. Remember, this is healthy and safe solutions for the whole family and their hand sanitizer kills 9999 percent of germs without drying out your hands. So go check it all out at Pipette Baby, that's P-I-P-E-T-T-E, baby.com, code shameless. I want to talk a little bit for a minute about this intersection of age, money, and race, if you're open to that. I think that this is really interesting. I know as a woman of color, you're talking about money and financial independence and money mindset. And then we also have this age piece, which I think we're in the middle of a cultural revolution. And so we are applying so many things to race right now, which I think is extremely important and so overdue, but I want to bring in the age piece as well, because this is actually something I haven't talked a lot about on the show that I think is really valuable. So this intersection of, of finances, race and age, can you touch on that a little bit and how you are working with all of those things? And I would also say like being such a role model and an example and advocate in all those areas.
1: Yeah, I think that if you learn to not define yourself by your age, then the sky is the limit. If you don't define yourself by your race, then the sky is the limit. I never sat around saying, oh, I'm black. I can't make as much money as my white counterparts. I just never did. You know, I just felt like I'm good at the job. I'm making money. I'm going to be promoted. If they don't promote me, I'm on to the next thing, you know, because every environment isn't for everyone. So I say that don't listen to the messages from society and the world about who you are. You determine who you are no matter yeah. what your age, no matter what your race. And again, money, it's a relationship. Like I really believe money is a relationship similar to our personal relationships. And even I talk about how some people have, you know, booty call relationships with their money. And
0: I have another one. Oh my I, gosh, I love that. Please yeah. explain that well, a little bit
1: more. It's, it's like they pretty much ignore their money until they need it. So, you know, it's like, oh, I want to get a car. Let me get some money or let me spend some money on that, you know, and then after they get that shiny thing, then they're back to, you know, not paying much attention to their money. They don't look at their bank account until they absolutely have to, you know, and then, oh, I want to take this trip okay, where's this money coming from? So I'd say it's booty call relationship with their money. I love that. There's a committed relationship with money too. You know, and, and you have money dates and you look at your money and you look at your bank account and you maybe use some type of automated system to keep track of the categories. You know, that's more of a committed relationship. But we get to choose what kind of relationship we have with our money. And most of us, need some counseling on our relationship with our money. But that doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you. It just means you didn't understand it. You didn't get it. There's, for me, I don't think there's one way of doing things. So, you know, there's all these different money experts and their way is the right way. I don't believe that. I think that you have to figure out what's your way and what's going to work for you so that you can have a committed relationship with your money. And I think that the messages from society guilt trip us so much. And I know I got caught up in that, like, you know, save this amount of money and don't touch your 401k and invest in this and retire at this age. Two things I've decided, that my social security is going to be my fun money. That's what my social security is going to be, my fun fun money. money instead of survival money exactly Would that be the- yeah definitely and now i'm considering buying a bigger newer house you know and here i'm 64 and people are downsizing <laughs> no. you are like no nope, i'm getting bigger and better <laughs> yes even one of my friends said she said you're creating goals like a 25 year old
0: yes i love it cuz you're not you're- looking to retire so why not
1: <laughs> exactly but if we take on these beliefs that society gives us that pushes on us sixty year old you've got to go you know sit down somewhere and leave room for the youngsters and collect your social security and whatever i you know I think it's kind of crazy I mean, and then people retire a lot so many people retire and then die because they have no meaning to their life. you know they have nothing really to look forward to and i 'm all about encouraging women to start businesses. I really feel that that is the biggest personal development thing that you could do it's like it grows Absolutely. you and you know this it grows you as a woman as a person in so many ways mm-hmm. so I say the best time to start a business is when you're getting older 50 60 70 I've seen women who became models at 70 you know mm-hmm. it's there's the sky is the limit it's what you believe what you choose right. to believe yes. so race. I don't blame things on my race. Yes, I know there are people that are racist. Yes. Like I have a friend who's a headhunter for like a recruiter. Mm-hmm. She's Jewish. And she told me years ago that one place she worked, they were like categorized people by race, you know, and would use a code. Oh and my if gosh. They, That stuff goes on all the time though. You know, people really want to work with people that look like them that they have something that they feel like they have something in common with and not everybody is like that but it's out there but for me I'm just like okay so they do that on to the next that's my thing on to the next they don't like me and I use this other analogy it's like Ice cream. People love ice cream, but they don't love all flavors ice cream. You know, I might like butter pecan and you might like vanilla. Mm -hmm. Well, if you don't like me and you don't want to interact with me, I'm just not your flavor. Like for me, I don't spend any time head tripping about it at all because there's nothing wrong with me and there's nothing wrong with you. We all have preferences and that's always been my attitude. You know, I don't, try to force myself on anyone or any situation. And it's so crazy because I interact with all ages and all races of people. It's people are drawn to me and it's so wild because I'm, they tell me I have a light about me. And I'm you like, do. Yeah,
0: you can see, I mean, you can hear it in your voice, but you can also see it when you're talking to you, when we were able to connect on Zoom prior to recording. And yeah, you can see it about you, but you also can hear it and feel it in your voice as well.
1: Yeah. I'm excited about life. Yeah. Um, I think my life has been magical.
0: I, oh my gosh. I love this. Okay. I know we only have a couple minutes left. Can you tell us, I want to know a little bit about how motherhood has helped you in business and how you are currently showing up as a shameless mom slash grandma.
1: Motherhood has taught me to keep going no matter, and like to deal with situations as they come up. Yep. You know, it's like, I just, things don't stop me. You know, as you know, I told you about my daughter. So it's like, I don't stop. If something comes up that I'm not familiar with, I learn how to do it and I keep on moving. You know, as mothers, we come here, none of us know how to take care of a child. We figure it out. Yep. And so I've just learned how to figure things out and keep it moving. And the shameless part of it, for me, it's like, I might be a grandmother. I might be a mother, but I'm still a woman. I still, I guess the shameless part is that I wear what I want to wear. For people, they can't see me. I have a gray mohawk, a mixed gray mohawk. Amazing. I have my nose pierced. I just bought, I'm getting ready to do a photo shoot, and I just bought these like silver sparkly platform shoes. Yes, um, I love it. I love to sing and I love to dance. And like the other day, I took my grandson for a walk in my neighborhood and I was jamming to my music and dancing while I pushed the stroller. I don't care who saw me. I don't care what they thought. That's just me.
0: Oh my gosh. So good. I love the scale. Okay. I want you to tell us, how do you work with women and where can people find you and connect with you if they want to learn more about you and learn about your service and offerings?
1: Okay. I work with women one-on-one life coaching. So money is my jam, but I can coach you on any aspect of your life. And as you've heard in this whole interview, I pretty much dealt with most aspects of life. Mm -hmm. Um, So life coaching one-on-one, that's my jam. And they can find me at midlifemoneymaker.com. We're still working on my website. So just Join my newsletter and you can keep up with everything that's going on with me. And what I, how I describe my work now is I teach women how to create the impossible. And I put parentheses around the I and the M, I'm possible.
0: Mm, yeah, I
1: love so it. So we're together, we create the impossible. And those are the things that you think are impossible for you that I know are totally possible
0: oh so good powerful way to end this has been amazing gail thank you so much for your time thank you for being here i want you to like come back again and light us up another time (laughs) (laughs) this has been really great and i just so appreciate you and i appreciate you sharing your story and also sharing your powerful wisdom that we all need a little bit more of in our
1: daily life well i thank you for inviting me it's been so much fun
0: I hope you learned a ton from this conversation and enjoyed yourself as much as I did. I love Gail. I love the work that she's doing. I know that she's going to help so many of you. And she told me since we got done recording this, she reached out and said, hey, I have something new coming up and I want to know if I can share it with your peeps. So here we have it. Gail is going to be launching a new course in January called The Sanctuary of Impossibility. And the im, the I-M of possibility is in parentheses like I'm possibility, the sanctuary of I'm possibility. So this is a three-month course that helps participants reach their I'm possible goals. You're going to take your vision, from your vision board and bring it to life. And you can do this if you go to midlifemoneymaker.com slash sanctuary. Everything for the course will be there. That's midlifemoneymaker.com slash sanctuary. So go ahead, pop over there. It'll be linked up in the show notes as well. But Gail and I just wanted to make sure that you had this one other opportunity to connect with her after this conversation today. So go check that out.